this day is a reading from the book of St. John in the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their table. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal, for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken, the gospel of the Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated. This is a Jesus we're not used to seeing, and this is chaos. Now, chaos is a very familiar word. It has many examples. But one I remember specifically I heard about a long time ago from a very old woman from Tennessee who talked kind of slow and told great stories. Now, I'm not going to tell you like she told it to me. We'll be here for the next 15 minutes. The long and the short of it was this. She'd gone to one of her two local Southern Baptist churches for Sunday. And the preacher said, I want you to come to a special service this afternoon. Didn't say anything more. She showed up. Everybody else showed up. There were people out the doorways. There were people out the window wells. Everybody was there. The place was jammed. This man walks up to the front and he sets a box down. And he says, brothers and sisters, we're going to have us a snake handling service. Everybody went, <gasps> and they figured, well, all right, he's up there at the front. We're fine. Oh, sure. Problem was, he grabbed two snakes in this hand, two snakes in this hand, and he started into the congregation. You've never seen a building clear faster in your life. This woman told me, she said they were diving out the windows. They were tearing out the doors. She said they were hanging from the rafters, screaming in terror. She said, oh, we got that place cleared in a rush, except one old woman. And the preacher looked her dead in the eye and said, aren't you scared? She said, no. I prefer to remember Numbers 21. Stared him right back in the eye. 
And then that he said, ma'am, you are blessed. Put his snakes back in the box and headed out. The next morning, the deacons called an emergency meeting and that pastor was gone two weeks later. You don't do things like that in church. You just don't. It caused chaos. And that's what Jesus is doing here is causing chaos. And he's doing it for two good reasons. You heard some of them from Lego this morning. There's a couple of other things you need to know. The guys who are after Jesus, who want an understanding about what kind of authority he's using, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, have good grounds to stand on. Because you see, God is not done in Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy 5 with those Ten Commandments. God keeps talking. There's a whole lot more rules that go on about how you're to do things. What you're responsible for. What works, what doesn't work. What you're to eat, what you're to not eat. There's a whole list of rules in those books. They're using the rules. And they're bending them. And that's Jesus' first objection is user fees. These guys have got user fees that make any of our provincial or federal governments look like pikers. They've got them cranked up so high, it's just like Lego said. And he's tired and sick of people getting gouged. That's not community. That's not helping each other. That's not being together. That's the first. Here's the second. They're not standing in the temple. They're truly not. See, the problem is, this is actually temple number three. If you look through the Old Testament. The first one is a way back in Kings, chapters five and six, where Solomon's building a temple. And Solomon's building a temple and it's God's temple and God's there and everything's fine and right with the world because it has the Ark of the Covenant in it. The presence, the holy presence of God is there in that temple. By the time we get to this temple, it's still under construction from the directions that we got from Ezra, verse, chapter 6. It's still under construction. It's still not done, and there's no God in that temple. It's just another building. So you can't treat it as holy ground. The Lord has not been invited to be here. And so he says, all right, you got to stop turning a prophet and let's get back to being community. Now, chaos comes in many forms. Sometimes it will walk up and surprise you. I got a chaos present this past week on Wednesday. It's right here. Nah, it's not worse than a road rash. And I am blessed. Because what happened was I was headed home from Lenten service on the south side of Edmonton, where some of you were. And lo and behold, I hit the brakes. 
And the roads were the roads in Edmonton. And I went sailing right on into the intersection doing somewhere above 45K an hour. There's another guy coming straight at me. I got to experience the chaos of the world disappearing because all the airbags went off. And now you can't see a thing because all you get is airbag up in front of you. On the other hand, the thing I'm thinking about is I'm leaping out of my vehicle because the glimpse I get of the guy coming, oh, he's driving a beater. He's in a 2010 Suzuki. Small vehicle. And I'm driving the Pacifica. This isn't going to go well for him. So I come tearing out of my vehicle. He's already out of his. And he goes, hey, I'm fine. How you doing? I go, swell. And all of a sudden, the chaos goes from way up here to way down here. The same thing happens with God. The same thing happens with Jesus. The same thing happens when we put our trust in the Holy Spirit. The anxiety, the chaos, the worry and concern drops hugely. Do we need help with that? Oh, you betcha. Some of the pictures last week from Gaza will give you just a small idea of some of the hotspots around the world where you have people assaulting and trampling one another to get something to eat. That's how bad chaos can be. And Jesus says, I have come to speak a word into your chaos. Take a minute and think about how much chaos you've got in your life at the moment. And then go ask God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for a little help with that. Amen.